You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Good morning, and welcome to Mission Matters Live, a program focused on promoting a spirit of mission among the people of God in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Megan Mio. I'm director of the Global Mission Office, and our engineers this morning are Javier and Brian. You are listening to WNDZ 750 AM, and this month we broadcast from the third, on the third Thursday of the month from 830 to 9 AM. Today we have with us a representative of the Mary Knoll family. We have Barbara Escobar, who is the Mary Knoll mission educator and promoter, serving the Chicago and the Midwest region. She's been working hard to help Mary Knoll and the many communities here in the Midwest to engage in their faith, understand themselves to be missionary disciples. We're glad to have her with us today. So good morning, Barbara, welcome. Good morning, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Wonderful. I've been talking with Barbara over the last few months uh, to get to know one another and our work and how we might be able to collaborate going forward. I know she's also uh, been in communications with some of my other colleagues here at the Archdiocese uh, in Young Adult Ministry. Um, but one of the first things that came to my mind was to have Barbara here on our radio program uh, to introduce her to our listeners and to promote the good work that she's doing for God's mission. So, and, and she's doing especially work with young people. So that is our topic today. We can learn a little bit more about Barbara and her work. So um, let's get started then. So Barbara, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where do you come yeah, from? So thank you so much, first of all, again, for just having me on the show. I'm super excited to have the opportunity just to talk a little bit about what Mary Noel does and to really see where we intersect um, as a diocese and to see where those connections can be made. So thank you so much again. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a little bit about who I am, what I do, and how I ended up specifically with Mary Noel. Um, so I am from Los Angeles. I used to work for the Los Angeles Archdiocese in parish ministry. So I, after getting my master's degree in theological studies, uh, liturgical studies, I jumped right into parish ministry and I wanted to get my feet wet right away and just to have an idea of what it takes to really be with the community and work with the community. Uh, Community building for me has always been a very important part of who I am as a person and who I am as a minister. So being able to serve in that way has been great. Um, So my transition into Mary Knoll, I actually uh, participated um, in their young adult community in Los Angeles. So that is how I found out about Mary Knoll. I came to fall in love with the charism and the work that Mary Knoll did. And it was a little bit different than what I was used to at the parish life. So I wanted to challenge myself as a minister and see what other ways of serving I could potentially lean into. Um, so that is how I ended up at Mary Knoll. A position opened up and I said, hey, you know what, Holy Spirit, 
if that's where you're taking me, that's exactly where I'm going to go. So right. packed up my stuff and moved here to Chicago. Woo. That's quite a distance. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> now, but I understand that your master's degree was with Notre Dame University, right? So you have been in the Midwest before. Yeah. You're familiar yep, yep. with the So field. I'm familiar with the Midwest region. I also did a little bit of work in Kentucky at a parish there. So I'm pretty familiar with the area. But yes, my degree is uh, from the University of Notre Dame with a specific specialization in liturgical studies. Excellent. Well, and you know, parish ministry is something I can also relate to. I worked at a parish before coming to the mission office. I think it is important to have those, the kind of day in, day out uh, faith life experiences in ministry. It really grounds you in um, why do we do what we do? It, it's for the, it's with and for our communities uh, of faith. And so, um, I think you probably bring a lot of important experience from that time um, to your work now uh, with Mary Knoll. So now, um, now we know a little bit more about your areas of interest and some of your experience. Um, tell us more about your current role as a mission promoter and educator with Mary Knoll. Yeah. Um, so being with Mary Knoll has been a, a wonderful, wonderful experience. Again, seeing things through a different lens and really allowing my own spirituality and my own line um, of work in ministry to expand exponentially with a more global uh, viewpoint. Mm -hmm. And um, that's one thing that I appreciate about being in this line of work of, of missionary discipleship is that your lens just opens up. At first, you know, in parish work, you kind of are a little bit more insular. You think about your community and how to best serve. But here it really is, you know, Mary Knowles charism and, and worldwide mission experience. You know, we really do strive to create a culture of mission um, in the U.S., especially, you know, we have realized that the U.S. needs that, that type of formation and that type of experience. Um, so we foster community. We accompany people, various communities that we work with, um, not just in the United States, but also globally. We have our lay missionaries all over the place doing wonderful work and really just accompanying, journeying with the communities that they serve. Um, and it's all rooted in, in the gospel message and a lot of writings of what Pope, uh, Pope Francis has given us over the last couple of years. So what I currently do is I work in mission formation um, and mission education. So working with different communities that are striving to enter into this new, as I call it, you know, as we have talked about, this new wave of mission that is happening in our communities mm -hmm. and being able to provide that type of resource and that type of support as they dip their toes into that, because it can be a little bit different. It's a different shift in the mindset. Mm -hmm. So that is yeah. what we do here is that we accompany and, and provide resources and programming for communities that are seeking to enter into that new relationship with their own communities. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that Mary Knoll, especially for um, older folks, I mean, <laughs> seasoned people who've been around for a while, Mary Knoll has been uh, a missionary society for over 100 years. I think the anniversary was uh, 2011, right? 100 years. Mm -hmm. Been sending people from the United States. It, it was. It's a missionary society that is based here in the U.S., has been uh, forming uh, people who have the vocation to missionary life. 
um, f- for over 100 years. And so um, it, in many ways is kind of that traditional image of there are people who are specially trained and they give their whole lives, uh, fathers, sisters, brothers, um, and, and go off uh, into missionary territory, mission diocese. Um, but it seems like now, like you said, we're talking about this new wave of mission. Now uh, we see all of us as baptized Christians are missionary disciples. And so we can be engaged in mission uh, in many different ways. Uh, some people do give their whole lives still, and are, I find that as a, a vocation, a lifelong vocation. Uh, and others um, can get involved in different ways and to see themselves as going forth into mission and not having to go so far away as well. Um, so th- this is the, what you're talking about in terms of your educating and formating people to understand themselves, especially, but not only, but especially young people, uh, mm-hmm. cor- correct? Yeah, and yes. in the Midwest. So that, that includes um, beyond Chicago. Could you give us an idea of the boundaries of the Midwest that you're yes. focusing yes. on? Yes. So we, we also work with uh, Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa, and, you know, those are just a, just to name a few, but um, really any any uh, state in the Midwest region that is, you know, looking for something, we are more than willing, as you know, we are called to do, to be sent out and to really encounter all of these different communities that are seeking um, see- seeking this type of formation. Yeah, yeah, and or the possibility of having actual mission experiences, right, and mission immersions uh, overseas yes. as well. Well, mm-hmm. excellent. Well, it's time for our first break now. Um, We will be right back to continue our discussion of mission education with young people with Barbara Escobar in just a moment. So we're going to take our break and um, hopefully you'll stick with us. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. is establishing a forum for dialogue and debate about complex issues in our world involving social values, faith, social justice, and the mission of charity. We are convening professionals who influence corporate, philanthropic, and government decision-making to foster greater awareness about the needs of our region and the power of faith in serving. Join us for the first gathering of the St. Martin de Porres Society on Wednesday, June 22nd at the Newberry Library, 60 West Walton Street in Chicago. St. Martin de Porres was a Peruvian lay brother of the Dominican order who is noted for his work on behalf of the poor. At this inaugural event, Bishop Robert Lombardo and Sally Blount, Catholic Charities President and Chief Executive Officer, will lead a discussion on poverty and the Catholic response. For more information on attending this special event, call 312-948-6797 or email us at partners at catholiccharities.net. 
Get ready for a fabulous day of golf for a great cause as Catholic Charities 2022 Golf Invitational tees off at the beautiful Olympia Fields Country Club on Monday, June 27th. Gather your friends, family members, and work colleagues for a day that is sure to be a highlight of your summer. Enjoyable contests and surprises are planned throughout the day to make this one extraordinary golf outing. Proceeds from this event will benefit Catholic Charities programs and services in Cook County. Fantastic sponsorships are still available for an invitational that is one of the most popular summer golf events in Chicago. Don't miss the 2022 Catholic Charities Golf Invitational on June 27th. For more information, go to catholiccharities.net or call 847-226-5697. That's 847-226-5697. Welcome back to Mission Matters Live. I am Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office, and I'm here with Barbara Escobar, who is the Mary Knoll Mission Educator and Promoter for the Chicago and Midwest region. We've been talking about her gifts and skills and the work of mission education and formation um, that she does for Mary Knoll and with Mary Knoll communities. Um, and in fact, Barbara, just to get us started here, um, you mentioned, of course, uh, your work with Mary Knoll, and what, where, what is the website for Mary Knoll, just so that our listeners can look them up? Yeah, so um, if you are interested in checking out what we offer, and we'll talk a little bit more about what it is we offer later on, but our website is maryknoll.us, where you can see the different uh, formation uh, resources that we have available for those that are possibly seeking something for their community. So maryknoll.us not only has um, information about the resources, but also any immersion trips that we might be leading in the upcoming year. So please feel free to check that out, maryknoll.us. We'd be more than happy to help in whatever way we can. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think, as I mentioned, I think some of our older listeners might be familiar with Mary Knoll. They've been around for a while. Um, but now the websites, you know, um, will have a, a really a breadth of information. Um, I, I would imagine that a lot of folks don't realize that Mary Knoll does more than just send folks, prepare and send folks for overseas, um, you know, vocations, but also works with folks here and uh, informing us here and helping us to understand ourselves as missionaries right here at home, um, like the work that you do. So, yeah, I want to talk more about some of those programs, um, especially those that, where you're working with young people, because I believe that you are going to be, um, there's some opportunities for people to get involved. So we want to make sure people have that information. Um, so some of these upcoming initiatives and programs that you've been working on, um, tell us about some of the works you are doing with youth and young adults, please. So we are very excited and very blessed to be able to have uh, wonderful resources, not only for parish communities, but also for 
different uh, young and uh, young adults initiatives as well. So we have what we call our young adult empowerment communities. We are just wrapping up our first cohort. And just to give a little bit of an example of what it is we do, um, we are a two-year process, a two-year commitment, where we invite young adults to engage and encounter uh, not only other young adults in the area, but to also engage and encounter with the different issues that are uh, facing the realities uh, of our modern day world. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at a global view, global solidarity, and we are really asking and challenging them to you know, question what it is they know, to question what it is they think is important. And from there to discern what it is they want to keep in their lives and what it is that they need to make room for. Mm -hmm. So it is, like I said, a two-year process and commitment, but it is truly a time for us to get to know each other as community, but also get to know the world that we live in. And what does it mean for us as young adults to be missionary disciples? What does it mean for us as young adults to be leaders in the Catholic Church today? We are always asked, well, where are the young adults? Why are they not participating? Why are they not involved? Yep. Well, we're here. Uh, our voices are, you know, begging to be heard. Mm. So we, you know, this is an opportunity for young adults to really lean into that leadership and to really understand that calling and that they are called to so much more. Mm -hmm. So we are actively seeking uh, our cohort too, uh, which will be again a two-year commitment, but it's for young adults that are really eager to serve and to understand what it means to be a missionary disciple. So to all of the young adults out there that might be listening, uh, if you are interested, please feel free to reach out to us. We are more than happy to get you uh, settled in a community that could possibly be uh, a benefit for you and serve you as well. Yeah, I mean, any young adult who's got questions, you know, wondering how our faith, you know, applies to what's going on in the world today. Uh, young adults who want to have a global perspective. I think this is really essential these days. You know, we, of course, we need to know our home communities, our home nation, but we're part of a global community. And so Mary Knoll is a way that you can um, have those kinds of experiences, have those kinds of conversations with others who are also interested in the um, in understanding ourselves as global citizens, um, as part of the larger family of God around the world, so, and so they would go to what what's the specific address where they can find out about? It? We saw it on the screen for those who are watching our YouTube feed um, for the young adult uh, community empowerment community. Where would they go? So you would go to Mariel.us, and then there will be a drop-down link specifically for the young adult community. So you'd be able to find us there on the main page, um, and and you know to be able to find also the um, sign-up sheet. So if you're interested, there is a registration form um, that you'd be able to fill out, um, and there's an email attached there as well where you can reach out to us with any other questions that you might have. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So we're saying hi to your, <laughs> your friend there. Um, and so, and so what other initiatives are there? What other programs? You, so the Young Adult Empowerment is one. Um, perhaps we could talk about the Missionary Discipleship Institute. 
Yes. Um, so for the Missionary Discipleship Institute, um, we are also working with Catholic schools in the Archdiocese of Chicago um, to really uh, lean into this question of Catholic identity. We know that a lot of Catholic schools are starting to ask that question, well, what is our Catholic identity and how are we really, um, how are we really asking ourselves that question? How are we asking our community to get involved in that question as well? Mm -hmm. So the MDI, as we call it for sure, the Missionary Discipleship Institute, is a curriculum, a supplemental curriculum for seventh graders um, in the religion classes. Mm -hmm. So it's not to replace the full curriculum, but it is a supplement that looks at walking in the footsteps of Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but through the modern day context and realities that they find themselves in with their communities. So instead of, um, you know, because we know that sometimes learning about the history of Jesus um, cannot be the most thrilling um, curriculum-based uh, resource for us to look at, but this really challenges us um, and the seventh graders to look at, okay, if we are going to be missionary disciples, one, what does that even mean? What does it mean to be a missionary? What does it mean to be a disciple? But two, how can they, as seventh graders, live out their baptismal call in a way that is concrete in a way that is relevant and it is in a way that they understand. Mm -hmm. So we journey with uh, the teachers during the seventh grade year and their students to really learn and understand what that calling is for them and how they can implement that in their daily lives, in their families, and most importantly, in their communities, whether that's the school community, the parish community, or the wider community. So encouraging them and empowering, the, empowering them to be missionary disciples at a young age and really leaning into that, wow, I can do this too. It's not just for adults. Yeah, yeah. This is really about the these seventh graders, their preteens or teenagers, young teenagers, really um, you know, maturing in their faith. And this is also part of that for those schools that are participating, it's part of the preparation for confirmation as well, which is really that sacrament that really is meant, although sometimes it takes time, um, for young people to really see their faith as, uh, you know, something they own. It's not something that they do out of a sense of obligation or because my parents tell me or my grandparents that it's um, really uh, the, the young student um, choosing this faith and, and seeing um, how they can be future leaders. Uh, in the church and in their communities. Um, I, I think it is really, in particular, this Missionary Discipleship Institute, um, it, it's, it applies our faith. Uh, the, the students are really able to have a hands-on experience. They really meet people. They really do things, as well as it's very reflective. It allows a real honest discussion and dialogue about our faith, who Jesus is to me, and uh, what it means to be a missionary disciple today. Um, and I, I think, like you said earlier, it, it really draws a lot on um, Pope Francis and his writings and his approach uh, and understanding of what it is to be a missionary disciple. So this is a very um, current. It's using our most current uh, understandings and church teachings and um, integrating a lot of different values and um, aspects of our faith um, for young people. So hopefully very exciting. So, so there's teachers and catechists who are 
this is for this is for Catholic schools, so it's teachers um, mm-hmm. who are signing up now. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we just finished off another wonderful MDI year. And the beauty of the MDI is that it's not just here in the Chicago uh, Archdiocese, but we also have, you know, Seattle Archdiocese that is participating and that have been, you know, really taking in just the richness of that uh, that process with their students and um, hopefully this year with things in the pandemic kind of cleaning up and looking a little bit better we're hopefully going to have um, a more in-depth robust uh, version of the process with the Chicago Archdiocese so yes we wrapped up another wonderful year with the MDI both in Seattle and Chicago and we are now um, you know taking uh, interested teachers and and principals school administrators that are um, looking for something that really tackles that Catholic identity question um, and that want their, you know, their kids to um, really understand what that calling is beyond the scope of the classroom, to really understand what service learning is and what it means to engage and encounter with people on our margins. So um, we are opening uh, up the doors for all teachers, Catholic school teachers, principals, administrators that are interested in um, the MDI to please, you know, go to our website, marinal.us. There is a resource for teachers uh, that you can find. And there would be um, a link taking you to the Missionary Discipleship Institute website. You will be able to see what, you know, the process is, what the goal is, and also a, a kind of a bird's eye view of what the curriculum looks like. We have, uh, when it was time for COVID, we switched everything, you know, to um, a virtual setting. So we have everything mapped out there plus a ton of wonderful resources that will be guiding the teachers throughout the academic year as they tackle the MDI. Yeah. Um, and it's not just for the kids, you know, we are building communities of teachers that are so invested and so keen on taking this beyond the classroom. Yeah. Um, and again, to empower their students. So we do meet once a month with our teachers as well throughout the MDI year. So they can chat a little bit and build community and just see what other community, uh, what other educators are doing in their classroom with the MDI. So it's a wonderful way to just build upon that community as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's, this is uh, as much about the students as it is about the teachers and administrators too. I think this is all something new for a lot of us um, to really, and we're still digging uh, in that depth of what it is to be missionary disciples. Well, you just have a few minutes left of our 30 minute program. So I just want to ask you, I should say this first to our listeners. So those of you who are listening on the uh, audio stream or who are watching us on the YouTube channel, um, Catholic Chicago, we will have some additional conversation. So those of us, those of you listening on the radio will be ending the program soon, but um, Check us out. There's more content online. Um, so listen to us on the website um, or look for us on YouTube, uh, Catholic Chicago. Um, but just last minute, so it's got to be a brief answer, Barbara. Um, <laughs> yeah. Why is it so important in your mind that, we, that we're understanding who we are as missionary disciples in these times? Just a, a brief thought on that. Yes. So again, we are just called to lean into those spaces that we do not really venture into or understand. And again, we find Christ in the margins. We find God in, you know, those that are pushed to the side. So I think for us, it's so important to look and think beyond our scope of understanding, to look beyond what we think we really know and challenge ourselves, challenge ourselves to be those people that accompany, those people who listen, those 
those people who serve, not just in a way that's like building homes and donating. And that's great. That's wonderful. That might be what's needed, mm-hmm. but to serve in a way that's authentic, to serve in a way that is presence ministry. Yeah. And that is where you find God present yeah. is when you are truly present and invested in this type of accompaniment, because to be a missionary disciple is a lifelong commitment. We are commissioned, you know, through our baptism to be sent out through our confirmation and nourished by the Eucharist to be sent out. And that is what it means to be a missionary disciple, to be sent out and to be willing to travel to those spaces that are unknown. So for us to really be open to that, I think that's part of the challenge. But that's also where we find the most fruit usually is to be in those challenging spaces where we are open to learning, to experiencing God's love in different ways, and to really diving into what our baptismal call is. Thank you very much, Barbara. Well, you can hear. She's got lots of wonderful things to say. So go look for us online to hear a little bit more of conversation between me and Barbara Escobar from Marinol. Thank you very much for joining us and sharing your understanding. Don't forget to tune in next month, listeners, for more Mission Matters Live. Thank you for listening. And remember, always be on mission. still talking. I'm here, Megan Mio, Director of the Global Mission Office for Mission Matters Live. We just finished recording our 30-minute monthly radio program with Barbara Escobar, who is the mission educator and promoter for Mary Knoll Fathers and Brothers uh, for the Chicago Midwest region. And we just, I told her, <laughs> I told you, Barbara, we've got to get the most important information in the 30-minute show, but there's so much to talk about. Um, so uh, you're very gladly, I'm very glad that you were able to give us a little bit more time this morning, and uh, we can talk a little bit more generally about mission education and, and formation because, um, you know, we, we mentioned two programs on the show, our um, the, the Mary Knoll um, Young Adult um mission a young adult empowerment community um and then uh the mission um missionary discipleship institute which is uh, for seventh graders so teen preteen um age students um but mary knoll does so much more than just those two of course so we want to hear more about um sort of the the wider range of mission education formation that uh, would be offered and i thought maybe we might just be able to talk about uh, why it's so important to 
because um, I know this is something you're very passionate about, and I'm very passionate about as well, um, that uh, I'm so sorry I had to ask you that question and only give you a minute <laughs> to respond. Why is missionary discipleship important? Oh my gosh, you could write a book. But um, anyway, but you did an excellent job in summarizing it very briefly. Um, but, you know, one thing we weren't able to talk about is um, a formation program that is for adults, um, people who are in any type of ministry or maybe volunteers, you know, teachers, whoever, um, called Missionary Discipleship Formation Program, right, um, that Mary Noel offers. So you could just tell us a little bit more about that and um, how that might be uh, something some folks might be interested in. Yes. So um, we do, like I said, offer so many wonderful resources. It can be kind of overwhelming sometimes, depending on, you know, what it is that you're looking for. Or if you're not exactly sure where to even get started when it comes to uh, leaning into mission education and to um, bringing that to your community. So luckily we do offer what we call our mission education formation programs, um, which are geared toward um, interested members or parties that want to learn a little bit more about what is what exactly is mission and how are we as missionary disciples called to serve in in different areas in our communities um, locally and globally so um, we look at catholic social teaching we look at the writings of pope francis and we have different uh, levels you know we have kind of our basic our intermediate and then our advanced so um, we encourage people to really start with the basic and then work their way up because we dive deeper theologically into the teachings of the church um, as well. But uh, we are currently offering a program in August, uh, August 5th and 6th in English. It's going to be virtual, mm -hmm. um, but it is a formation program. Uh, uh, program that will take uh, educators, it's called Educators on Mission, so looking at catechists and teachers who might be needing that uh, extra professional development piece um, to be able to sign up and to, to journey with us for two days um, to look at where it is that they can bring this into a, a classroom setting, whether that's with catechesis, whether that's with, you know, a first grade classroom, a fifth grade classroom, even high school. Um, and how are we able to just expand upon that and learn more about that? So um, we are inviting all educators, as you can probably see on the screen right now, educators on mission to be able to sign up. And you can find, again, all of that information on our website, marynold.us. So that's just one thing. That's one program that we offer to really help people understand mission education. And is this virtual? Is this one that people would participate in? Yeah, this is all virtual for the time being. Um, now that things are opening up with COVID, um, you know, the restrictions are a little bit less. We are looking to hold more uh, in-person events, but for the time being, that this particular uh, mission education program will be virtual, so it'll be a Zoom link. Sure. Yep. And I see because uh, we're looking at the website. Um, I see that there's an advanced option as well that would be in September. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the advanced option um, that is open to all uh, Mary Knoll participants who have either participated in one of our mission education uh, programs before um, and to those that might be, you know, frequenting our webinars. Um, so this year on the advanced, we are looking at uh, 
co-creating our common home. So really looking at the topic of uh, care for creation. And um, we know that that is something that Pope Francis is very passionate about and ecological justice is starting to really take off. So we're looking at that a little bit more in depth theologically, globally, and communally. So I am very excited to be able to, um, you know, participate in this uh, program with my colleagues and just to see just the wealth of knowledge that comes from those that are presenting, but also the participants and what they have to share about it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, I, I, I'm pretty sure I attended one of these it, uh, some years ago now, um, I think when I first started in, in this work in the mission office. And it to my memory, um, that sort of introductory program really helps you to kind of get the, the basis of what is our theology? What do we believe about who God is, who Jesus Christ is, and then um, his ministry, his mission that then we are as a church and as individually baptized Christians following in, and we are disciples of Jesus. We are his students and that we are continuing that, that mission that Jesus started uh, in the churches as well in the broader sense, Mary Noel in a particular way. And so, yeah, it really helps to set the, you know, give you that whole context um, to really understand um, where mission uh, what that relationship is between mission and the church, mission and Jesus, and, and each of us in our particular faith communities. Um, I, yeah, I would say that this is a very helpful thing for people who want to get a little deeper sense, um, and maybe even those who've been on a mission trip but have had a lot of questions since they came back. Um, that want to try to figure out a way to integrate an experience or even a service experience that may not have taken them outside the U.S. How do I understand this? Um, the, and or care for the earth work. Um, how do I understand how that's related to these other aspects of our faith? So uh, I recommend it. Absolutely. Mary Knoll is the place. Um, I noticed on the website too, there's a lot of different um, sources that, that, that were referenced, uh, at least with regard to each of the programs that we heard about today um, from Orbis Books. That's a publishing company that Mary Knoll um, is overseas or Mary Knoll is, it's one of their ministries, I'm sure. There's so many amazing uh, sources, books, and 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 the Marinol magazine, and and sources that um, are really the source, the place to go for that kind of information. Um, so anyway, I recommend it. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, you know, when you said August, I was like, oh my gosh, that's like two months away. It's going to come very fast. So I'm glad that we mentioned that because that's an opportunity we don't want people to miss. Um, are there other uh, mission educational formation programs that you want to make sure to highlight um, on the show today? Yeah, so um, like I said, that particular one, Educators on Mission, um, will be uh, kind of our focus as we bring back, you know, it's like you, you talk about it, Megan, about, oh my gosh, it's, it's only going to be two months away, August, and schools are just, you know, getting ready for vacation and summer break, and everyone's so excited, but, you know, we're thinking ahead and we're looking, all right, what can we best do to support our teachers that are coming back into the classroom? What can we best do to support our catechists that are getting welcome, uh, getting ready to welcome a new group of students into their, into their catechetical programs. Um, but we also offer, you know, aside from uh, the mission education formation programs, we offer resources that can be used directly into classroom settings. So we have, uh, it's called Discover Your Neighbor, and it has its own website, discoveryourneighbor.org, um, that is also considered a supplemental resource 
for um, grades one through five um, to use in their catechesis. So it looks, it follows the liturgical calendar and each uh, specific season follows a specific theme. So for ordinary time, we look at care for creation. For Advent, we look at migration. Um, for Lent, we look at economic justice. And for the Easter Pentecost season, we look at going forth, being commissioned, right? Um, and this resource is very robust and very full of wonderful activities, of wonderful uh, Marinol resources and stories. So the kids are able to see what, what is Marinol doing globally? Um, and this, you know, this season that we put out our DYN issue, we are looking at, um, you know, something very wonderful and celebratory that happened within Marinol. We had uh, an ordination at the beginning of June of one of our seminarians um, who was now going to be sent to Latin America to continue his mission work there. Um, so it's a wonderful resource and, and, and tool for educators and communities to understand you know, how are we as community encouraged to lean into global solidarity, lean into a global reality? How do we understand these different pieces and enmesh them in our current lives? Um, so again, wonderful resource for teachers, educators, and students um, that are looking to include something like this in their catechesis and in their classrooms as well. Mm-hmm. So highly encouraged to look at that. Um, and of course, we wouldn't be a mission office um, or mission-oriented organization without having our immersion trips as well. Sure. So we do have various immersion trips that we go on during the year because of COVID. Things kind of were, you know, shut down a little bit, but we're slowly starting to pick that up. Uh, we just had a wonderful immersion uh experience that I was on to El Salvador back in March, which was very beautiful and moving and one that I will never, ever forget. We are having another one in August um, for the border. So looking at border immersion and what are the realities of migration um, across the border. So that'll be in August. Um, And I know that we're looking for um, one in Appalachia as well um, in the fall. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, um, we're also uh, working with the Lakota tribe and the Dakotas as well. So we are going to be going on an immersion experience to the Great Sioux. Um, so to uh, you know, a Native American immersion experience of speaking and talking to our Native American brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And what are the realities, the challenges, the joys, and how can we best journey together um, as we talk about, you know, in the church right now, our synodality, our, our synodal process on synodality, how can we best walk together across, you know, all areas, across all cultures, across, you know, to cross all barriers and borders so we can really, you know, look at this this journeying together as something that is done together and not us and them, mm-hmm. but all of us together walking. Sure. Yeah, you know, I, I notice, of course, uh, that you had these mission immersion trips, calling them mission immersion. I wondered if you could just say a little bit about um, what does that mean? You know, what, what might be a little different about a Mary Knoll mission immersion trip? And, and what is the outcome, the intended outcome of somebody mm-hmm. having had one of these experiences? Yeah. Well, when I could speak from personal experience, when I first heard the word mission, I would cringe <laughs> because you hear, you think mission um, 
you know, you think back to, you know, the colonization um, of, of different lands, right? And you hear of just the, the proselytization of different cultures um, and you have a really negative connotation of it. But one thing that I appreciate about Mary Noel is that we are trying to flip that narrative. We're trying to remind people that mission is not supposed to be this, you know, it's not supposed to be a negative thing. It's supposed to be very powerful and very empowering, um, not just to us, uh, but to, you know, the people that we encounter along the way. It's supposed to be a mutual sharing and a mutual uh, gifting uh, of ourselves to the other. So for mission immersion specifically, you know, you might think, oh, uh, again, the building of homes and uh, the, the donation. And while that's great and needed in some areas, what our mission immersion does specifically is we go in and we listen. Mm -hmm. We immerse ourselves into the realities, into their stories. And we know that storytelling is a very powerful tool. We see it with our gospels, we see it with our family tradition and cultures. We know that storytelling is just so central and important to who people are and who we are. Um, so to go and listen and to be a part and to be present, that is what our immersion experience offers. Mm -hmm. um, and it, you know, the goal is for you, for a participant, for a missioner to come back and to be able to tell those stories, right? Tell them to everyone that you hear, to raise awareness, to be in solidarity with that community that you just encountered. How can you do that coming back home? The goal is not to leave like, oh my gosh, I met them and now I'm just gonna leave that all behind. I'm gonna leave that on the wayside. No, the goal is for you to come back and say, all right, I have listened, I have heard, I have shared, I have been shared with, you know, part of me has been given to them and a part of them has been given to me. Yeah. So what do I do with that now that I'm back home? Yeah. And it, it offers us the challenge, right, to evaluate our lives and to see what is important and to see where we can continue that mission work with the resources we have and where we are. Yeah, yeah, wherever we find ourselves. Yeah, you know, you reminded me of, uh, I think this is a quote from Pope Benedict Sixteenth that uh, f in mission, we do not impose what we propose. Um, this is a, a changing of our mindset from a, an old colonial kind of understanding of missionary work to uh, what we now understand since the Second Vatican Council and, and more modern understanding of um, who the, the role of missionaries in the church. Um, but I'm also thinking of this idea that there's a difference between, you mentioned the term proselytizing, and evangelization. Uh, they are different, <laughs> very different things. Proselytizing is about baptizing, getting converts, you know, increasing the numbers of the church, uh, you know, bringing people into, you know, in the numbers of, of become a member of this, this uh, Catholic church. And evangelization is about the mission of Jesus Christ, is about um, the work of peace the work of uh, love, that love for neighbor that we're trying to share. Uh, and if we really and truly understand who Jesus is and, and his work and that we want to emulate, um, then it isn't about the numbers and it isn't about who's affiliated with which church and, uh, you know, 
what is your exact catechism? You know, it's about really and truly loving our neighbors. Um, and, uh, and from there saying, what can we do? How can we come to know one another? How can we help one another? Um, but yeah, I, I, I also would agree with a real emphasis on presence and listening. Um, I think you're right that there's an attitude, you know, not always, but sometimes when it comes to building projects or activity while you're on a mission trip that, um, that can kind of distract us from the importance of real presence and, and just mm -hmm. getting to know people. Um, on mission and that and that we use the term encounter too. Encounter is more than just nice to meet you. It's a real getting to know and, and, and listening and sharing, like you said, sharing myself, receiving what you have to share with me. Um, because you are walking into somebody else's world uh, when you go on mission, uh, a place where God is already present and working. Mm -hmm. And um, so we do need to approach with um, trepidation, humility, um, and openness to whatever it is that God has in store in that experience. So, wow, thank you. <laughs> thank you for thank saying, you. <laughs> saying more about that. I mean, I think that that's important for people to understand. And I, I'm very happy to hear that Mary Noel is, is taking that very seriously with the um, experiences that, that you offer. Um, now, um, the last thing I want to talk about was, um, and it kind of echoes what we, um, we've been talking about too, about this idea of presence, um, but it's also the, the concept of relationship too, because you, you talked earlier about the young adult empowerment community. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we wanted to get that information out for people. So you kind of gave us a quick summary, but I wondered if you could say a little bit more, because um, I know this is something that is very important to you. Um, the idea that um, young adults in particular are invited into this community. Um, and I, it sounds like in, in all these programs, really, but, um, but it's in the name, Young Adult Empowerment, the idea that young adults take the lead um, mm -hmm. and are asking the questions and leading the discussions and, um, mm -hmm. and leading the group in wherever it is my, it might go. Um, just to say a little bit more about... Um, you know, a similar question, you know, what is that experience like um, and how might relationship building be part of it? And then, you know, how does a young adult come out of this experience of being part of the empowerment community? What do they look like? Wonderful question. Wonderful question. And I, you know, I've been, I'm very lucky. I was very blessed to have seen both sides of the coin, so to speak. I was a part of the young, a uh, young adult community in Los Angeles when I was still living there. Mm -hmm. um, and now being able to lead uh, my own community here in the Chicago area, it has been um, a wonderful experience, not only in just my own catechesis, but also in my own leadership. Um, but when I, first joined the LA community, um, I was, it was, you know, beginning of the pandemic and everyone was isolated and everyone was, you know, in that stay at home um, mandate that was sent out and everything just kind of felt very bleak and uh, pessimistic. Um, so I was looking for something that would provide me with a community of young adults that, um, wanted to be together, but still wanted to continue their formation in some way. And I was, um, you know, when I was given the invitation to check out the community, I was, I was like, I'm looking for something, but I don't know if this is going to be it. Um, but I was very challenged. I was surprised by how challenged I was um, as a minister with, you know, the content, because it can be 
again, it ha- you have to walk into this with an openness, knowing that what you believe in, what you know, is going to be challenged. You're going to ask to kind of strip that away little by little and really um, be open to that discomfort and that, you know, that the challenging uh, questions that come out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be open and aware that a lot of what you know or what you think you know is going to be op- like broken open. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask you to take a deeper dive into that, into what it is you know. And we will journey with you and guide with you as you go through that unknowing. Um, and we go through it as well. It's not just the participants, but every single time I feel like that we lean into our monthly conversation, I am also challenged in, in different ways as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go through that process and it is, we utilize the theory you process. So it's, you know, you start at the top with the things that you know, you slowly go down the you by breaking down all of those things. And when you're at the bottom, you're kind of left with like the bare bones of what it is, you know, mm-hmm. and that is kind of the, the holding place for you to start filling back up, you know, what it is, what is, what is it now that you can leave to the side that is no longer serving you, serving your mission, serving God's mission and his kingdom. And what can you start filling back in as we climb up the you that is, you know, towards that goal of, of being a missionary disciple. Um, so, you know, I've talked to young adults that have gone through this process in my own community as well. And it's, you know, they learn different skill sets, different leadership skill sets. But one thing that I think is the biggest one is, you know, this two-year commitment, you know, we are asking you to give up one night a month to be with us and to journey with us and to learn with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that for some people that can be pretty challenging because it's like, wow, two years, can I really give of my time in that way? But when you look at it in the long term, you end up leaving with not just the knowledge, the head knowledge, of course, but a complete transformation of your mind, of your spirit, and a community that has walked with you and a family that you've built over the last, you know, the past two years that you get to take with you as you move forward, mm-hmm. as we commission you to go out into the world and to um, to continue to spread that that joy of the gospel in, in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of it. You know, it's, it's, it's that fear of not knowing what's going to happen, but at the end of it, knowing that you did the work, mm-hmm. that you built something for yourself, built yourself a community in the process, and that you're not alone as you go out, that you have the support that you need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think that I can see the value of the conversation partners that sometimes you might, participants and and leaders might find that people aren't all in agreement on things that you might hear from um, one of the other participants, you know, a different perspective. Um, that you, once you've gotten to know each other, you have a sense of respect for one another, then you think, oh, but we disagree about this thing that seems so important to me. Um, it can be a, a real eye opener. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I also really am impressed with the idea of the whole, like, it's the breakdown and the build back up thing too, um, which, you know, I think it makes us stronger in the end um, that there, because it is really hard to admit to yourself something that you just feel is so true and I can't mm-hmm. I cannot understand people who don't agree with this or or whatever the case you know or I, I I always thought this about my faith but now all of a sudden I'm seeing it in a completely different light it's it's really 
world shaking. Um, and I think the, the people who are the most open to that kind of an experience are young adults, probably, because we haven't really been so stuck <laughs> in our thinking for so long, <laughs> maybe, as older folks. But um, but it's so important at that time of life um, when you're still trying to figure out who you are that you have these kinds of experiences because I do think it makes you a more compassionate um, and open person um, and somebody who um, will be able to bring, like you said, all of these experiences to wherever they may go from from there um, in, in a career or different vocations and different kinds of life, married, single, religious priesthood. So um, that's wonderful. Um, and uh, and it's I think it's especially important that you've been through it too, that you bring that with you uh, in the experience. So do you have any last words for us, something else that you'd like to share about um, the work of Mary Noel, your own personal commitment to missionary discipleship? Anything else you'd like to share? I think, um, and this is more of, you know, um, more of a personal, on a personal vein, but I think that, you know, people can get very, um, you know, they can be, they can get very scared and intimidated by something new um, and to really challenge uh, what they think they know. Um, but that is, you know, what we are called to do as missionary disciples. We have a cycle that, you know, within Mary we use the encounter disturbance response, okay. and it's an ongoing cycle, right? We are called to encounter. We are disturbed by that encounter. We have to take some time to really discern and break that apart. And then how do we respond to that? And that is, you know, it's also kind of lines up with our own methodology of, you know, what we use in our programming, our curriculum is the see, judge, act, right? It's we see what's happening. We discern, you know, what, what this disturbance is, how can we respond, and then we act upon it. And that is an ongoing cycle in our lives. Um, and it's a cycle that I think a lot of people can shy away from because they don't understand it or they're too, you know, they're afraid. It, it's like you said, it is scary to really question and to um, give voice to maybe, oh, maybe I was looking at this the wrong way. Maybe that there is a better way, a different way mm -hmm. to look at something. Um, but I encourage, you know, all people who are in that process of, you know, looking at a different, looking at things through a different lens of switching that mindset. Um, communities that are seeking something like this, you know, don't give up. Mm -hmm. This is not done overnight. This is a lifelong journey. It's a lifelong process that we must go through as individuals, as community, and as global church. Um, otherwise, we won't have a church to, to come to anymore, to leave behind, you know, but this is it. This is just what we're called to as baptized individuals, as a community of pilgrims walking towards the kingdom, is this transformation, is this call to missionary discipleship. So I would say don't be discouraged. Don't be, don't give into that fear of the unknowing, but just trust that that space that you're going into is going to be one that is transformational for you for the people that you serve and for the entire uh, global church. So I just, you know, encourage you just to keep going um, and ask those hard questions. And of course, anything that we can do as Mary Noel, um, 
as mission educator promoters, uh, as a society, as the fathers and the brothers, as the sisters, you know, please feel free to reach out to us. We are here to journey with you. We are here to accompany you. We are here to serve. So uh, feel free to check out our website, uh, marynoll.us for whatever we have to offer and feel free to reach out. Our doors are, our doors are always open. Excellent. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Barbara. It's been a pleasure to get to know you and we look forward to working together going forward. Um, I'm glad that you could share some of this information with our listeners too, because there is a lot out there. Um, and even Marinol offers quite a lot. <laughs> and so it's helpful to have it all kind of um, broken down. So I appreciate your, your um, words there. Um, so yeah, encourage my listeners, go to marinol.us and learn a little bit more about what Marinol offers and, uh, or you can contact our office, um, in the global mission office at the Archdiocese of Chicago, and we'll be happy to pass you to the right person. Could very well be Barbara. So thanks again for listening and, uh, remember always be on mission.